0: Andrew
1: Catalan back with us this week. He has the call of the Jaguars and the Texans on CBS Sports. And if I'm not mistaken, Andrew, it's Jaguars game number four for you this season. A lot of those, actually all of them now in the back half when the Jaguars have been on the rise. And and now here they are at the top of the AFC South.
2: What's up? JP, happy new year. Yes, it is my fourth time with the Jags and they won the previous three, all in pretty dramatic fashion, Vegas, Baltimore, and at Tennessee. So here we go again.
1: I mean, you want to tell somebody down there that they don't have to come back in these games. They can get a lead (laughs) and hold on to them,
2: right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I think that this team going into that Las Vegas game in early November, they were coming off the loss in London, didn't have the buy, and you're thinking, all right, it's going to be an, uh, you know, a bit of a bumpy ride to the finish line here. I give them a lot of credit for the way they turned it around, really twice after the start and the loss in London, and then really kind of resetting after the loss in Detroit, which was something nobody really saw coming. So I give Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and the entire organization a lot of credit. I think that we're really seeing this marriage of Peterson and Lawrence Uh, shine in these last six weeks and uh, I think there's a lot to look forward to not only this year but going forward in the future as well.
1: Andrew Catalan with us you know it's an odd situation because this game matters for the Jaguars this week against the Texans because they're still in play for the wild card a lot of things have to go right the next couple weeks and if they win and Tennessee loses then a tie next week would get the Jaguars in so they still need the game But the division comes down to week 18. So no matter what, that's what's happening next week. So the head coaches this week are taking different approaches. Um, The Titans are resting some guys that are banged up, yes. But uh, the Jaguars are going the other way. They're playing uh, and playing this game. And and Doug Peterson said there's no such thing as a meaningless game in the NFL. We're going out to play. And the approaches are just interesting. And this Jags team, it's still all new, right? I mean – they, it's not like they've been to seven straight playoffs and know how to turn it off and on again.
2: Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Um, and I think it makes sense what both teams are doing. I have been with Tennessee the last three weeks. I mean, they've been barely able to feel the roster with all the injuries they have. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill at the top, but Denico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Christian Fulton. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and they are in a position where they cannot afford to lose anybody else. They have to try to get guys as healthy as they'll be to ensure they have a, a complete roster for Week 18. So I get what they're doing. My first impression of, was that Jacksonville should do the same thing, but after listening to Doug Peterson this week and hearing him talk about a younger team with momentum, I understand it from their perspective as well. Now, I want to see how this game is called. Like, Trevor Lawrence has been running a lot lately. If if I'm the Jaguars, I'm not doing that as much in this game because I really think it's a far-fetched reality that they're going to lose this game or win this game and then still get in the playoffs as the wild card after a loss week 18. I think it's all going to come down to week 18 – and they have to be in the best possible position to win that game, which is continuing momentum, but also staying healthy.
1: It it is fascinating, the the whole setup going into this. I I don't think I've ever heard of one where week 17 doesn't matter and only week 18 matters. This is is a new one for me, and I think for a lot of people, certainly the Jaguars haven't been to the playoffs in in five years, but I don't remember one. Do you remember one like this?
2: No, this is definitely strange, Um, and you know, no one's really going to remember the week 17 game as much as the week 18 game, which is interesting. But I, I do think there's things they can build on. I do think that keeping timing and rhythm with wide receivers is something important. Um, but again, I think if Tennessee's just in a different position than Jacksonville is in terms of the health of their roster. And that's why I think we're seeing two different things. I think if Tennessee was uh, healthy, and Brable felt a little bit better about where they are in terms of their depth. Maybe you'd see Derrick Henry play a half, or maybe you'd see Jeffrey Simmons play a quarter, but they're just not in a position to do that right now.
1: Andrew Catalan with us. Of course, the Jaguars and the Texans this week. Uh, Texans have, have been playing hard, at least for Lovey Smith, it feels like, the last month or so. They finally got a win, of course, last week in in Nashville. So they're beat up also, they're you know, starting running backs out, they got a wide receiver out, Stingley's out. I mean, it's just what it is. We've, we know what that feels like at the end of a season that's lost and you're number one in the draft order with two weeks to go. Hopefully we don't have to feel that again here in Jacksonville for a long time. But what do you make of this Texans group at least still out there fighting and, and in games late in this season?
2: Yeah, I've been impressed. I mean, I was with them last week in Nashville when they beat Tennessee. And then you look at the prior two games, they should have won at Dallas, and they should have beat the Chiefs at home. They ended up losing in overtime. Lovie Smith has found a way to get these guys motivated down the stretch, and I give him a lot of credit. Obviously, the record is what it is, but he's had this thing where he's been preaching that we can, quote-unquote, win the division by finishing on a winning note because right now they are 2-1-1 one, and one in the division and they finish with Jacksonville and that Indianapolis. And he's, he's telling his guys that if we finish 4-1-1 one, and one in the division, that's going to give us some positive momentum going into the offseason. Whether or not you and I believe that, it doesn't matter because it seems like the team is rallying around that. A lot of their guys are playing on one-year contracts – so they're playing for either another deal with Houston or another team. Davis Mills is trying to prove that he can be the starter. Lovey Smith is trying to prove that he should get another year as head coach. So while on the surface, it doesn't look like they have much to play for. In reality, there's a, these guys are playing for a lot and it's showing up. Uh, they really played a nice game against Kansas City and, and could have won that game. And I think that they're going to play really hard again here against Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, combined 10 points in the two losses to uh, Dallas and Kansas City for this Texans team, then they go out and beat the Tennessee Titans. All right, so big picture now. It's funny how fast this can change, the perception of teams in a division. So in October, you would have said, oh, okay, well, the quarterback's young. They're not winning games. They're they're losing these one-score games. Now, all of a sudden, fast forward a month and a half later, Jags are in first place. Colts have their own issues, obviously, uh, with what's going on with the head coaching situation, quarterback roster. Houston, you'll see firsthand this week what's going on there. And then ten- Tennessee doesn't have a GM right now, and the running back's what twenty nine years old. How long can that last? The Jaguars are poised, at least right now. From this, uh, yeah, I get. I'm biased. I'm I'm in the building. I get it. But they could control this thing for a a little while here if they get their act together and get the roster right and and figure some things out and move ahead.
2: No doubt. I mean, there's a lot of questions in those other three buildings in the division, especially in Tennessee with the quarterback, because Ryan Tannehill is set to make a lot of money next year. I don't know how that's going to shake out. As you point out, they don't have a general manager right now. I really like the core of this Jacksonville team, and I really... I really like Doug Peterson. I had never done one of his games when he was in Philadelphia. I'd never met him until the Vegas game this year. I'm really impressed by him, and I think he is a really uh, spectacular guy to be for for Trevor. I mean, you've heard Trevor say that he can relate Doug's calmness, the way he doesn't get too high or too low. I really like this marriage between the two, and I know I've said that already, but I just – I really – I think this is – this is going in the right direction uh, between free agency and the draft. They can get a little bitter better here and there. And I think this is a team that, that should be competing for playoff spots for several years to come based on the way it's all coming together this year.
1: Andrew, what's what's a highlight of a production meeting with Doug this year? Anything that you remember that just stands out? Maybe, hey, I never really thought of that. Or, you know, first time out with him. You, you mentioned uh, some of those things, but – is there any story, any anecdote yeah. that stands out?
2: I'll give you two. Uh, his honesty is what stands out. He, he's 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 uh, very straightforward. He's not going to try to throw one past you. He'll answer every question you have. He's very uh, candid with us, and that's appreciated. And I, I do remember a couple times this year, you know, when a coach kind of beams or, or smiles or gets going on a couple of different guys, it stands out. He did that with Tyler Shatley. Walter Payton man of the year nomination he's done that with Luke Fortner very high on the Jacksonville center so obviously you're gonna get good stuff on Trevor and Christian Kirk and Trayvon Walker but it's the other guys that when you ask him about that he lights up even Daniel Thomas I remember him giving a really good answer on him earlier this year that's what I like to see when the when the coach uh makes a connection with maybe not you know, the star on the team, maybe it's the backup safety, maybe it's the starting left guard. It, those types of things stand out to me. And I, I do remember him being very complimentary of those three individuals in particular.
1: Great stuff. As always, Andrew, um, you're undefeated as an
2: announcer for the Jaguars <laughs> this year. Let's Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling, JP. Thanks so much, man. Happy New Year.